tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. Very good, Gene TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another amazing After Buzz TV after show for your favorite show, Hemlock Grove. We're on season three, episode four, Every Beast. I'm your host, Sean Overman, and you can find me at Sean Austin O on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm joined here by my lovely co-host, as usual. Hello, everyone. I'm Marissa Serafini. You can follow me on Twitter at Serafini TV. And I'm Mary Lou Mandel. Glad to be back. You can find me on all social media at Mary Lou Mandel. Welcome back, Mary Lou. And we're joined today by an awesome special guest, Annie from the show, Camille Dupazzi. Yeah. Is that how Thanks for having me. For having me. Yes. Great. Thanks for joining us. We're so excited to have you here. And this was such a great episode for you. Yes, it was. So we're we're just gonna we're gonna talk your ear off. And please, like, comment on anything that you know you just anything that pops into your mind about the show. All right, I will. I promise. Yeah, anything as a performer, as a fan of the show, I like anything you like. Okay. What Absolutely. you had for lunch? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about uh, Andres first to warm things up a little bit. So this was a really Andres heavy episode, and in fact, it even started off with Andres, and he's mm-hmm. in bed with Destiny, and they're talking about what the bachelor party that's supposed to be happening later on, and. Um, then she she well I don't think she mentions anything about having a bachelorette party right no no just it was just implied that it's getting close to the wedding they're both having parties pretty much yeah so she does something really nice for him which is cool um, she leaves a watch for a gift out in his car overnight I guess she must have snuck out there and put it in yeah. and she left a little note that said what I love you right I think it's yep. pretty simple yeah, yeah love that- you D. Love you, D. D. Destiny is so Destiny. sweet. Yeah, so, uh, but before that, she says, don't go out and, you know, don't hang out with any hookers, right? Strippers are okay, but not hookers. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because I did not think, like, I want to jump around a little bit just for your thoughts right away. I, I really did not think he would lie his ass off as badly as he was. Like, I believed him in the beginning of the episode, and by the time we got to the end, I was like, what? This guy is full of crap. Mm. Right? <laughs> kind of saw it coming, though. Yeah. Because the way that they've been establishing Andreas this this particular season, he's lying, he's doing all these scheming bad plots, you know, like going against the Croatians. He's not, he's not the best guy that we thought he was. So they're just slowly building him up to be an antagonist, which is actually really unfortunate. Yeah, I was, I was a little heartbroken for it. I was like, sure, okay, you're... You you do bad things to bad people, but to be bad to Destiny, I was like, that's the one person. No, oh, yeah. he mm-hmm. is actually bad. Yeah, it's not like he's Robin Hood anymore. It's mm-hmm. like he's cheating on Maid Miriam, which is terrible. Don't do it. No. It's a terrible thing. <laughs> Camille, your thoughts on Andres? Uh, that was really shocking. Well, uh, I read the scripts first, but yeah, I, it's so interesting because this show is very creative, and we always have surprises. 
Um, so I, I mean, Luke is really a, a, a nice, nice guy. So I really, I really like it when I see him on screen. Is is really playing a character and is really a is a very good actor. He's a bit different in life and is a very sweet person, and I, I like him very much. You know, that's so funny that you say that because that's the exact same thing. Um, that uh, Tio Horn said about Luke Camarelli. Every time she was like, inter- we interviewed her on the show, she's like, oh my God, he's like the sweetest guy. We we went out, we hung out with yeah. my boyfriend too. It's so cool. Yeah. We love him. And he's just, this season, he's been just such a yeah. jerk as Andres. But it works so well. I mean, it's, it's really, it was a good idea, I think, from the writers. Yeah. Yeah. It's just unfortunate for Destiny, though. Uh, the one man so far in the story, in the Hemlock Grove story, and he turns out to be a jerk. Yeah. But um, to skip ahead a little bit, so we have uh, we have the whole thing with the Karats. Well, he goes out to the bachelor party, right? To jump ahead a little bit, he goes out to like the supposed bachelor party. There's rap music playing, and no one's answering. It's like, and Peter even says, like, "Hey, where is everybody?" They go downstairs. They find all the dead bodies, right? Mm -hmm. It's all their friends. One of them's like that older guy who gave uh, the ring. That, that they were supposed to use for the proposal, that he did use for the proposal, mm-hmm. right? And immediately, Andres, he already knows who it is. We, we know who it is. We know it's the Croats, right? Yeah. But Peter goes out on the street, and he finds the tongue, and he says, hey, you know, like, rattle the cages, get me who I need to talk to. Uh, the tongue delivers, and Peter gets stopped in his car. Uh, windows get smashed out. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they give him an iPad, which I thought was kind of yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah, I was like, we're high tech. That's very threatening right now. So uh, I thought that was interesting, but I liked how it comes around. And it's like, we actually get the reveal of what was on the iPad. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mm-hmm. See, I didn't think about what, what's on. Oh, it's just a message from the Croats. Like, they're going to say, hey, come meet us at this place or whatever. But yeah, that's that must have been what it was, right? The, digi- it's, the digital it's digital media is just everywhere, right? Yeah, I mean, that that's more effective than giving him like a USB drive. Of, like, here, here, plug this into your computer when you get home. It's like, no, here, watch this right now. Yeah. But it was very yeah. extreme that they had to smash his window. Like, they already like stopped in front of him, stopped him back, and then crashed his like. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were trying to send a message. Oh, Don't they? be messed with. <laughs> <laughs> they did it. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the great thing about this show, about Hemlock Grove, is that we just go to the extremes with every situation. And it's a great thing about Netflix, too. It's just, they just pull out all the stops, unlike so many, you know, like so many network television shows. Even, like, shows like HBO, uh, uh, networks like HBO, They, I feel like they could go farther sometimes. So, but with, with Netflix and Hemlock Grove, we just get such extremes. It's it's amazing, it right? It is amazing. Um, so we, uh, we get some success with the tongue calling in everybody. Um, and then uh, Peter leads... Andres with their plan, right? Their supposed plan. They go into the house surgically. They're supposed to take out the main guy. And I, did you guys get his name? Uh, Mil- Milan. Milan Faber, right? Yeah. That yeah. was the Croat's name. He's he's the head of the Croatian. Yeah, played by um, Megwin Fairbrother. Megwin Fairbrother. Cool name. I love that guy. I, lo- I loved him in that show Helix. But yeah. anyway, so <laughs> th- did you see that show, Camille? Uh, oh no, another show. Oh yeah, he was in the show, the sci-fi oh, show. No. Yeah, he, great. He had a great role in that too. But uh, so he ends up delivering. Pretty much, Peter delivers uh, Andres to them. 
Yeah, I like how Peter's taking charge in all this. He's taking initiative initiative because he's the one that actually doesn't want to get his ass kicked either. So he's like, hey, I kind of like my life. I'm going to go out and make sure this all ends now. And, and But the way he went about it, like, I appreciate Peter for the proper steps he did to get to one person and actually properly end somewhat of a feud. Yeah. Instead of violent in a, in a way. I mean, it was a little violent at the end. but Yeah. It, we, he had to sacrifice someone who was potentially going to be, like, a family member of his, right? But yeah. it was because he didn't want all of his Roma family to be executed as well. Yeah, he's saving people by uh, delivering just an Andreas to them. Yeah. Is yeah. He, 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 he was really... It was so good in this episode and, and many others, of course. Uh, uh, Landon... Uh, it was so subtle. Everything he did was so subtle. You have little looks. Something. Everything is very subtle. I, I liked it very much. You see everything in his eyes. It was really, mm-hmm. really nice. Yeah. yeah, that's right. How was working with him? You didn't have too many scenes with him, but I. No. You did have some in the beginning of the season. Uh, yes, we had scenes. Well, is uh, is really in character. I mean, I had a fantastic connection to all the actors, which are really, and I mean it, really fantastic people in terms of. Uh, they're real artists, uh, they have culture, and they're extremely funny and uh, really nice to hang with, and we had a very, very good time. And so I really love all of them. Like, I could talk about each of them and say things about them. Um, no, I like London, yeah. London is very is a real artist and uh, is a musician and uh, is very talented. And to spend time with them was very interesting. We, ha- we were... Um, a group where everybody was kind of different but we all linked together in a way that's pretty rare it's not on every show it's not all the mm-hmm. time but it, it happened it was really nice and you guys are a very international cast as well yes. right yeah yeah so you yeah, we were from everywhere yeah. pretty much yeah yeah that's it a, it's, really it's amazing it's so cool so yeah. who did you like hanging out with the most offset did you guys like go to bars or anything we kind of all we were like a a big group actually <laughs> it was really funny we were surprised about it as well uh, and of course I adore I adore Dio and we like each other very much she's a fantastic person and fun yeah. Like, yeah. She's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she seems so fun. Every time, like, she, we've interviewed her two times via Skype. We had her in, uh, in here in the studio uh-huh. one of the seasons. And we just want to have her back because we're so close yeah. with her now. And she yeah. keeps telling us on social media, too, like, oh, let's go hang out. Let's go get ramen. <laughs> let's yeah. go get some drinks or whatever. And we really would love to have her again. It would be amazing. Yeah. But, unfortunately. We could all hang out the next time she's here. <laughs> yeah, we just need to get her here. Hopefully, we can get her here before the end of the season, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. We, we did just interview her but if she's in LA maybe we can get her in yeah, then talking to her, you know, now, like, every time we meet one of the, the actors on the show, I get a little bit more invested in that character, because now there's, uh-huh. like, a, a real-life person <laughs> attached to it. So, in this episode, like, with Destiny, I was like, oh, there's no scenario where she's not going to be hurt. Like, she's going to be hurt either she finds out the truth uh-huh. about his infidelities, or she's going to find out about the bad things he's bringing to the family. Like, there's just no... She's not going to win here. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, which is upsetting because the character is so likable. All you want is for her to have a likable person in her life and have a win, I guess, in Uh the end. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, especially, uh, uh, we all women like this character really much. Mm -hmm. She's really interesting. She's uh, she's got a 
masculine side and she's a real woman she, she's amazing yeah, yeah like we, he calls her and says like oh be careful because your men are out of town she's like well when have I needed you guys to take care of me mm-hmm. you know but like it's still they're very important in her world so it's like the, the vulnerability and the strength mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. at once like it's yeah. what we all kind of strive to be mm-hmm. and she can't just <laughs> no getting away out of this one <laughs> It's really sad because she wants to have a good time, but then she realizes, like, during the first conversation on the phone, he's lying. He's holding something back, you know? And he's obviously, the su- he thought, she was like, oh, did you like my surprise? He's like, wait, what? What? The dead people? Did, what, did you have something to do with this? No. Obviously, it was the watch. But he was just so freaked out, and already it's it's starting off badly. Like, he's not, like, they're about to get married, and he's not telling her everything, right? He's not thinking of her as a partner. Right, and then, you know, because I watched this episode multiple times, and listening back on that phone conversation between Andreas and Destiny, it felt like a goodbye. Like, he, Andreas knew what was coming to him, and this was, like, his last sincere conversation he could have with Destiny, just telling her how much he loved her and whatnot. I was like, oh, that's so sad. Hmm. Yeah, and there were, um, I'm also thinking back a couple episodes ago, maybe it was, I think it was last episode where she had that vision with the chapel and the kids running around and you mentioned what it could be like your predictions on what it could be and, and I was like hey maybe we didn't see the whole vision right so now I'm thinking it's probably a funeral, it's a funeral. right it's just like kids playing around during a funeral because they have nothing else to do and it's like symbolizing Andres's funeral mm-hmm. which is terrible right but I, I, I could see the sadness in her face like during the end of the phone call um, the tone in her voice I also could see like later on while she's having uh, the, the whole bridal shower, bachelor, bachelorette party, whatever it is, that she just, she misses him and then them, like, cutting off the balls from the cake was Aww. just was just so symbolic and I was just like, oh, what if they're doing that to him before they torture <laughs> him or, and kill him? Oh, gosh. Ooh, that's a terrible juxtaposition. I yeah. didn't even think <laughs> oh, about okay. that. <laughs> but, but then at the same time, you know, I feel like there was just a gunshot, right? They probably didn't do anything much else to him. I would hope right? not. Right. Because so, we know corporations are more capable of doing more violent acts than just a gunshot. Yeah. So we know now that he slept with the Croat girl, the same one that was near the truck that they gave to them, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and she caught it all on her cell phone? Caught the digital footage? Was it her cell phone or what What was it? I uh, Some on camera. It looked like some... I think it was her cell phone. She was probably just, like, saving it for later, but... I think it's just karma, because even he warned, hey, stay away from that that type of woman, that Croatian woman, and then yet it came back and bit him in the ass. I'm wondering if he slept with her before we introduced her character at the truck. I'm thinking he probably did. That's why he was warning Peter, and he just didn't want to get Peter involved, and he didn't want to be involved with her again. That would make more sense, though. Yeah, I think so. Maybe he was, like, trying to improve before, before he got married, obviously. So, but still, his past transgressions came back to bite him. Mm-hmm. Ouch. Mm-hmm. Oh, but anyway, Andres is likely dead. And uh, then another person who we have a lot of in this episode is Annie. We get tons of <laughs> Annie in the yes. episode. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and uh, we get the, one of the first scenes we have is we, you guys, you and uh, Roman just, like, uh, fled from the Oopiers who were infected, right? So Annie... Yes. Annie and Roman are out of uh, out of harm's way, and uh, Roman confesses more to Annie, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and he confesses about Nadia. 
Yes, and I'm trying to I'm trying to reassure him, and he's kind of worried that I'm gonna uh, spread the words around, and he's scared of Peter knowing about the fact that he's the father. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she says she's very good at keeping a secret, right? Yes. Yes, which is great. Very good. Now I want to know. Here's a secret that probably a- Annie didn't give up last episode. How old? Is she Camille? We believe she's a hundred and fifty years old. Whoa. Okay, yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. I don't know if yeah. you listened to my show, our show last time, but I said oh, she's got to be more than ninety. So, <laughs> Definitely. Oh, yes, I think I remember. Yes. <laughs> Has aged a day. Yeah, she looks fantastic. He's real hot for one fifty. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> so uh, they they both start talking, and obviously uh, Roman and Annie are, are very they're famished. They didn't yeah. get to have their blood mm. pudding from last episode. No. <laughs> And, well, and they were stuck in that wood and had the yeah. house in the woods. So, yeah, they're kind of hungry. With the wimpy guy who ran away. Uh, <laughs> Nate, yeah. right? Nate. Yeah. Oh, man. He had it coming, too. So, <laughs> Was there a backstory with Nate and Annie? Like, how how far did their friendship go back? How old was he? Uh, I don't know how old he, he is, but, uh, yeah, we had we had a little something. Uh, in such a long time period, you know, you're more likely to have affairs, maybe, because <laughs> we're so old. Um, and so, uh, no, so, uh, and so what was the question? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it sounds like you're just giving a little bit on the backstory, yeah. right? That's yeah. that's all I wanted to yeah. know, so. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did giggle when he, w- he like, wouldn't help because he, like, tore his ACL, and she's like, yeah, like, 30, <laughs> 30 years ago. ago. <laughs> yeah. Jerk. Like. It was really funny. This actor is so funny. He's a good actor, and he's yeah. extremely funny. Even, uh, <gasps> Yeah, off, uh, off. Uh, we were off, and yeah, we had a lot of fun with him. Christopher Jaco, uh, yeah, is really extremely funny. Yeah. <laughs> so with with all the the blood, like last episode, I know we we're talking about that stuff, but I just want to know more about the blood last episode. So there's the blood pudding, and then we also had like the syringe that was the R H null, right? So did you get to taste any of that stuff, and what was it? What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, if like, I actually so, had yeah, something yeah, in my they, mouth, yeah, 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 of course, yeah, well, uh, yeah. of course, yeah. Well, in, in the blood bank, there's like yeah. definitely blood yeah, going in the blood bank. There's a lot yeah. going on as well. So it's usually based with uh, beet juice. Mm. Uh, so it's not so bad. Yeah, uh, beet juice is good. Oh, yeah. That's great. So it's probably really sweet. <laughs> yeah, it is. And oh, the detoxifying, also healthy. <laughs> Maybe some other stuff. Uh, some color, I think. And mm-hmm. sometimes you don't want to know too much. But I think it was pretty, pretty pure. I'd say, yeah. Okay, that's yeah. good. And not so bad, too. And the taste is quite good. Great. So uh, spe- the, the taste was good. And <laughs> it, over at the blood bank, uh, Annie and Roman got their their fill. It yeah. was just, it, they were like kids in a candy store. Yeah. Uh, Am I right? Yeah, and how exactly. beautifully was that shot? Like mm-hmm. and, and like the set design awesome. with that, with all of the mm-hmm. little blood bags at the top. And then they have the shot over the, the top and Roman's like walking and touching. I was yes. just like, wow, this is gorgeous. Yeah, it was beautiful. Like, they yeah. really... When we discovered you know, the set, yeah, we, we liked it. So well. magical. I was like, yeah. yes, they're gonna eat so much. <laughs> <laughs> like, the best buffet ever. Yeah. I, and I feel like a lot of shows that have to deal with vampires and oopiers and whatso, um, that I feel like every time they drink blood, it's always like a, a turn-on. It's like an ecstasy yeah, type thing. thing. Exactly. It's very over-sexualized. And I liked yeah. how how Matt Grove showed it in this mm. episode. Well, yeah, they really showed it because we go so far, then we end up uh, having sex together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. because of this turn on, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's really ecstasy. We we, we it set our senses on fire. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. yeah, just Absolutely. like a good meal with good wine, and you're with good people. And you know, uh, one thing yeah. okay. no, whatever. One thing leads right. to the next. Yeah. And you were last episode. You were just in a life or death situation, uh-huh. about to get fed upon. So you're like, hey, why not? <laughs> right? Yeah, we we shot this during an entire uh, day. Well, all included, including um, the the cop who arrives, and uh, so we had to to have some kind of choreography. Because once we had blood on ourselves, there was no, we didn't have the time to like, go back and take mm-hmm. showers and dry our hair and do makeup again, and it would have taken forever, and we didn't have that time. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So we pretty much did many takes before we, we were full of blood, and then that was the, the shift. And then once we were full of blood, we did it again and again, and then that's how, it, that's how we did it. But it was a real choreography, so we rehearsed many mm-hmm. times, and... Yeah, it was quite fun, actually. Yeah. It was yeah. really funny. We had fun. Mm-hmm. It yeah. looked fun. It was, <laughs> it was really funny. It's not every day you get to shoot something like this when you're an actor, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, like, I, I was be- I've been listening to Mindy Kaling's newest book, and she says something in there about sex scenes and how like everybody always like, they're so awkward and weird. And she's like, I really love them. You know, like, I think it's really a good time. I don't like it very much. Um, yeah. I didn't have so many as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, th- this one was really uh, special and yeah. fun. And to be covered by this fake blood you don't you feel a bit less naked than Mm -hmm. in another situation the lights are not so bright like here so you don't (laughs) feel so exposed in a way right well and i had the bill upon me as well (laughs) (laughs) that helped i was so relieved (laughs) i will wear a scarf scarf (laughs) yeah there you go yeah you seem seem like you were so comfortable working with him during the scene uh yes i think i was really lucky because he's extremely professional he knows He's so used to a set and to everything, uh, so it was really easy. And, yeah, I just went for it. At the same time, it was really respectful, and it was perfect. I think uh, it was it was good. We did a good job. We really had fun. Mm-hmm. It was really funny. Yeah. And we also learned in this particular scene that your, your character was really affected by the way Roman attacked the guard, and she mm-hmm. was very remorseful. Mm-hmm. And it, it even later on when you're crying in the shower, mm-hmm. it, see, it shows that Annie feels bad about what the Upiers have become in today's age. Yeah. She, she cries into the shower as well because of what happened with, um, with uh, Roman. It's really, it's really not something she wanted, even though she's looking for... Her Upir fam- family is the only one she has left. Well, she's a really heavy character. <laughs> yeah, you very s- complex. You yeah. saw it already, and she's a really spe- special Upir as she wants to be a creature of God, and she believes, uh, I don't know if she is, but she believes she is, and she believes if she does everything, um, she can be the right end of the creator or something. Mm-hmm. She will be, and I think she's a... She's a beautiful, uh, strange uh, creature. That's mm-hmm. a really fantastic take on on Annie because na- and it also speaks to how old she is too. Because if mm-hmm. she's 150 years old, she was probably born during a time when it was like, especially like if she was born, let's just say she was born in France, right? Mm-hmm. Very probably religious community, mm-hmm. right? Um, or even just back then in the 1800s, you mm-hmm. know, it's just like the world was so different compared to it is. Uh, two centuries later. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the Romanian culture themselves is like eighty percent Christian, so it would make sense for her character to be her character to be Christianic like that. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. I was wondering about the blood bank. If it was, uh, if if that was an actual blood bank, or if it was a, another Upir's like special stash. Oh yeah, that's why they had like a guard on it. What are your thoughts on that? 
Oh, you? Th- oh, I think it's a real blood bank. Oh, okay. As she's an ER nurse, I, mm-hmm. I believe it, it, it is. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. she would know. She but they made it beautiful. Is. It was yeah. yeah, and I think it was a good idea. But I think it's a real blood bank. Oh, okay. Yeah. I also liked how there was this one shot where, um, where Roman was on top of Annie, and it kind of like the blood, uh, the blood of. Mm-hmm. Gosh, what, what, I don't even know what to call them. Yeah. Ear nurse, help me out here. <laughs> what, do you, what do you call the things that are hanging? Like the the, the pints of the, blood, the vials. Le, uh, yeah, the bags. bags. There you go, bags. Yeah, <laughs> okay, that's more simple. Okay, so the bags of blood they were positioned over. Bill so perfectly that they kind of looked like wings in a way Mm -hmm. and that was like totally reminiscent back to season one where Mm -hmm. he's he was supposed to be like this dark angel that came in and uh and and that's when he went after his uh, his cousin right so I just I was just you know recalling that a little bit it was kind of crazy right and so and I wasn't sure if maybe I'd missed something or not that but did Annie know at this point that she and Roman are related yes she does okay she does know because I know she I had to yeah I had it in my notes I was like she's had to know because okay she knows everything from the start yeah but that's what I was feeling because she had mentioned a few times like about his mother but then when this went down I was like well does she not know like who his mother is just that there is a like Mm. evil mother somewhere and then I was like, "Girl, oh, I'm no, so glad, no. I'm so glad we brought this up because I've been thinking about this too. It's like, what is her motivation? Why is she doing this? Mm-hmm. Uh, for the story? <laughs> no, because <laughs> no, because it set our, our senses on fire. Well, the limit between sh- uh, how much she wants to have a family and how much you she wants to to find them and to be part of them and to because they share the same blood. I thought it was a funny." Thing and we are actually sharing blood at that point. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a special thing. It's an upir thing. It's uh, it's like ecstasy, and it just happens. And well, it's a recurrent. How do you say tem? Uh, I like the way it sounds better in French. Tem, like je t'aime. And so uh, yeah, I I, uh, I learned it's a recurrent theme uh, in TV shows. Or, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, uh, incest, uh-huh. like the incestuous yes. vampires, incest. is a yeah. I've seen that before, but then like already Roman's done this before. Uh, yeah, you know, so it's like this family. This is a thing. Yeah, like a lot of yeah. people repeat the same thing over and over. Mm-hmm. If you don't go to the psychiatrist, yeah, yeah. That's the same thing. <laughs> for him, it's a incest. he's like I've, I've got stuck in it again. Yeah, yeah. this is more Povich episode. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny because now he's he's not being manipulated by his mother. Now, now it's his sister that's manipulating him. Mm-hmm. Two women in the same family manipulating the same guy. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, Roman. Oh, man. <laughs> and watching that, I was like, no, don't do it. She's your sister. Because I knew. Because I predicted in episode one. Uh-huh. And I swear mm-hmm. I haven't watched ahead. This was like straight up. I was like, I think they're brother and sister because you look so much mm-hmm. like Olivia. I was like, it's it's too close. I don't like this. And then here, sex with her brother. Right. And then so mm. her being upset in the shower, like we're kind of shown that she's upset because he, like, attacked this innocent guy. But then we learn later, like, oh, she's, like, upset because she, like, crossed the line that maybe she wasn't trying to cross yet. Really? Or ever. Is that the reason? So then, you know, complicated. Like it, I mean, yeah. life is hard. I guess, <laughs> I guess Upir women are just as complicated as human women, right? <laughs> no, I remember yes. a, a girl, the girl who, the, the actress who, uh, let's say, took care of Roman in an alley in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, she saw us on set and she was, first episode, she's like, oh, are you brothers and sisters? Like, what? <laughs> you could look like yeah, your brothers and sisters. Uh. 
I don't know. I'm sure it, was, it must she have was been. She was a fusionaire. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> awesome. Did you get the scripts? Did you get the scripts? Yeah, great, great casting choice. And I'm not. Oh, so tell us, how about like the the um, audition process? How was it for? Oh, I, I videotaped myself uh, and like two times for them. Yeah, they asked me to see a little bit more because they were interested, and then I got it. Mm-hmm. And I had to pack uh, in five days for five months. I was really into watch uh, two seasons, and yeah, it was a bit crazy, but it was funny. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. were you living at the time? Uh, I was in Los Angeles at that time. Mm-hmm. I went to Toronto. Just sh- We shot the first episode, then it was Christmas, so mm-hmm. I went to Paris, and then I came back to Toronto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a, it's a very interesting city. Uh, I love it. So a fast uh, process. Yes, Fortunately, was. all the seasons were available to you <laughs> to binge uh-huh. watch. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so that's Netflix. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Netflix. Yeah, that's great. Um, was there anything else about? Um, let's talk about the conversation with Olivia and Annie. Do we do we delve into that a little bit? Do you guys want to explore not it? Not really yet. Yeah, let's go ahead and explore it. So she comes to Annie comes to Olivia's place. Ochoa's in there too, mm-hmm. which w- it makes for an interesting dynamic. Olivia's always doing this. She's always got someone in her <laughs> apartment, and she's at the door, like balancing the two people. Mm-hmm. And at first, she's well, she's super threatened right away because she thinks it's a joke. Um, and if she doesn't think it's a joke, you know, like, it's, I want to say, like, she really just wants to reject the person who's there who's claiming this because it could be one of her children uh-huh. from before, right? Oh, I don't know if she knows, but she, she doesn't like anybody anyway. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, get out, get out. <laughs> it's not the right moment, and it's never the right moment. Yeah. But yeah. we also see Olivia kind of getting weak now. The, it's it's the virus, but then her is taking effect. Mm-hmm. Yep, the parasitic mm. organism is spreading throughout her, and now she she we know she can't drink human blood anymore, regular blood. Yeah, and she sees the other Upir's pheromones. It looks like through mm-hmm. her infected vision, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we see that little bit of the the special filter around uh-huh. Annie when she's looking yeah. at her, and she kind of grabs her throat too. It seems like in that moment, like. She wants to feed on her, like the parasite is telling her, like I, I need to bite this person uh-huh. right now. But mm-hmm. she's like fighting it still, uh-huh. right? Yeah, she's hey. still very human at this point. So yeah, because it hasn't taken human over yet, but it's in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But we have uh, we l- learn that uh, Dimitri is the name of Annie's father, mm-hmm. right? Yes, yeah. and that he left. Right? Or was it Olivia that left? Well, uh, we know from season one that Olivia, when she was a girl, she ran away with the gypsy Dimitri. Oh, was that him? Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're really reaching yeah. back to season yeah, one. Dimitri yeah, Dimitri was yeah. the slave boy that left her in the middle of the night, took her horse and her rings. That Dimitri. Oh. And when and he that left, baby she that pregnant. she abandoned. Yeah. Wow. It all comes back full circle. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. So, you... All right. So... Annie was abandoned. Mm-hmm. How like where? How was she abandoned? I don't quite remember. Can you <laughs> fill well, in the gap? Oh, that's okay. Well, the uh, Olivia's father took the baby, and the audience is led to assume that he killed the baby. Oh, but apparently she's still alive. I don't think he says that he kills the baby. I don't think they ever say it, but no, it's, they don't it's, say it's it. implied yeah. that mm-hmm. they got rid of the baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Just like she my doesn't want it. She says a slave is a, is still mm-hmm. a slave. Still yeah. a slave. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right. She's ashamed. Yeah, man, my mind is blown. There's like, so <laughs> many connections <laughs> to the first season. But it's this crazy. moment is very beautiful. At the end of the first season, with this little girl, and it's it's really beautiful the way it's shot and everything. 
it's really, yeah. really nice. I wish we could, and it's so sad that this is the final season of mm. Hemlock Grove, because I feel like we could explore so much more of these vampires' lives. Like, we, we obviously got to see, I think it was in season two, we got to see a little bit of Olivia when she was, in the 1800s, when she was being treated like mm-hmm. uh, an animal, right? She We had her, they had her imprisoned, mm-hmm. and they were like striking a deal with her and writing it down on paper with the upiers. She was in Paris yes. with the Order of the Dragon, yeah. speaking French. She That's speaks right. a fantastic French. She's fluent in French. Yeah, yeah. We were always talking in French on set. Oh, That's so great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, she's really nice. Yeah, she's been here in the studio. She's amazing. Yeah, she's love fun. her. <laughs> Very funny. We, I missed out on her. Yeah, you did. So, uh, was there was there anything else about the conversation with Olivia and Annie that we wanted to discuss? Uh, well, she Annie says the line. Suit. I, I'm gonna completely butcher this. You probably say better than I would. Santa um, Fata ta Magdalena, which in Romanian actually translates to "I'm your girl." I'm your daughter. Yeah. Yeah. I'm your daughter, yeah, I'm your Magdalena. Daughter. Whoa. Yeah. So my oh. real name is Magdalena in the story. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Wow. But then again. I had a, I imagine a, a new French name. I imagined in the, as a backstory that somehow I ended up very, very, very young in France, and I was raised in France in another way, and I was named Annie. They name, oh. gave me another name. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, she was little orphan so. Annie, like oh, oh here oh, orphan yes. Annie. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, we we were talking about this too, Marissa and I, or maybe all three of us were talking about it. But we weren't sure how the Upiers realize that they're Upiers. Is it like they have to die, and then they they realize, oh well, I can't I can't die, so there's something up with me, right? But like, do you did Annie always have like that thirst, like when she was going through puberty, or is it something that happens only when they like get to puberty? Uh, I think it it it's it's my my mother. I think Olivia is cutting something. She it's like a decision, for example, for her. She cuts. Her tail, mm-hmm. yeah. a, a kind of a, a tail yeah. that's in her back, uh, and that's how she becomes an appear, right? Am yeah, full blood. I don't, I don't really know. I didn't get that yeah. far <laughs> at the right moment when Annie became an appear. Um, when you see uh, Nadia, she used to have like shining eyes. Yeah, she was born with the coal. So. Uh, Mm. And she's uh, she can she has some power over when she wants something you know when she, when um, Miranda is bleeding from her breast right because Nadia is uh, thirsty. This show, this show. Oh man! So it can happen at any age, really. But I w- but I'm sure. I mean uh, that she was uh, when she was a teenager. She was already already bloodthirsty. That's for sure. That's my my thought. Okay. Yeah, probably like similar to Roman in season uh-huh. one, right, when he was still in high school. Yeah. Um, all right, let's uh, let's go ahead and talk about Dr. Price. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I love him. <laughs> so nice. fun. Oh you man. got, and you got to work with Joel De La Fuente on yes. set. We've yeah. interviewed him uh, what, once or twice? Yeah, a couple yeah. times. Yeah, and he is amazing. He's I just, amazing. He's we, awesome. We love that guy. <laughs> How was it working with him? Well, it's, it's um, one of the nicest person I've ever met is a, is a true angel and uh, and he's fun and he's uh, he's been really t- he took care of me when I arrived as well like making sure everything was alright and I know he did things that he didn't want me to know because he's really um, he did um, uh, humble and everything he was 
It was really adorable. He also did something for me to have my name on the back of a chair because he thought it would be just nice. Oh. But someone betrayed him. Oh. And it was Dio who betrayed him. He was <laughs> the one asking for it. And like, oh. if he paid for it, whatever. So, oh, I didn't want you to know. Anyway, but it was <laughs> in, in many other ways. It was... Uh, uh, he was taking care of me because I was new and he hoped everything was all right. And uh, and how many languages can he at least pretend to oh speak on screen? Gosh. It's crazy. And ev- all the lines he has to learn. It's, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. Every, every time you read a script at home, a new script, like, oh, my God, Joel, <laughs> again. <laughs> how is he going to do that? <laughs> yeah, it's really nice. It's like worse than learning Shakespearean lines. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, all those oh. terms. All yes. the technology. The medical and biological jargon that he has to spout out every uh-huh. time. Not to mention his own rantings, like, because mm-hmm. he's falling into craziness now. Uh-huh. He's become, like, Mad Price, as we've been calling him here on uh-huh. the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But uh, we get him locked inside of his box. Mm-hmm. And he hates <laughs> being in boxes, right? Um, we we think at, at first, I, I'm thinking that he's infected because we saw him, like, wiping his eye but we right. get thankfully we get to learn later on that humans don't get affected mm-hmm. by the parasite the upir parasite mm-hmm. which is great but we we still get the drama of him being locked in there and we we think it's for that reason but it turns out that it's Blinsky Klaus Blinsky who did it he locked him in there to get him clean ah uh, what a friend yeah. <laughs> such a he's great a good friend. friend yeah he's like a, he's like a really good igor yeah mm-hmm. yeah much. anyway <laughs> it's for the better i'm going to lock you up in this in this box for the better. Yeah, and yeah. he goes insane. And yeah, yeah. He's losing it. Yeah, he's really losing it. Um, I just... It, it, the first thing he thinks about when he gets locked in is he reaches into his pocket and he's like, I don't have my pills. Uh, yeah. You need to give me my meds. My meds, not my drugs. <laughs> yeah. Right? So um, Olivia comes in too. She gets in the mix and she obviously wants to be checked out because she, she realizes that she's getting infected, right? Mm-hmm. She's But she doesn't know what it is yet. She thinks her cancer mm-hmm. may be back, which is so funny for an upir to get cancer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, nothing, unheard of. Unheard of. <laughs> nothing. I've never seen any kind of media or fiction that's ever said vampires can get cancer that's the great thing about this show they just play with everything Um, but we have a great scene with Price and Olivia yelling at each other through the glass Mm -hmm. I love this so much they both care about different things they're so motivated he just wants to get out he's claustrophobic he wants his meds and we have Olivia wanting to be treated and she wants Shelly back too yeah and then Mm -hmm. when he finds out that she doesn't have Shelly he like (laughs) flips out he's like you lost her Oh my oh, gosh! That's just another reason. <laughs> what do you like, Price better? Like, just like clean and made up, and his hair is all nicely done, or do you like him just, like Mad Price, where his hair is just like everywhere, and he's <laughs> like he's, he's not even wearing a blazer? Uh, I don't know. They they fit well together. It's like Serge Gainsbourg and uh, and Gainsbourg. You know, they had like two personalities. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it was really funny to see him like that, losing it because he's so clean and and rigid most of the time. Yeah, it was really fun. Which uh, side is he closer to in real life? Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't know. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know. So don't somewhere know. in the middle. No, he's, pretty, no he's, 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 not, he's not nuts. That's for sure. <laughs> no. Maybe the regular prize, but yeah. with a bit more fantasy. Uh, fantasy, sorry, in French. Um, All right. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Fantasy means something else, sorry. Oh. <laughs> it's like a fake friend. No, uh, just... Is funnier. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
Um, yeah, I just he he told us when he was on the show about his um, how, how he got into the show. Like he had a monologue up on YouTube, oh. and it was from the Shawshank Redemption. Yep. Right. And that and people just thought he was so like strange. You're like, well, we have to get this guy in here, <laughs> and that's how he got in. So I was like, that's such a unique process, and I love that about him. I want to watch him in his new show, uh, Man in the High Man Castle. Man in the High Castle. I want to see how his yeah, character me too. is yeah. there. It looks great. Yeah, it looks very good. So, um, but then we find out that uh, Blinsky is really forcing the box to be closed, right? And mm-hmm. how fun... It was kind of like a deus ex machina, like, out of nowhere. Like, the engineer fixed it. He's like, oh, okay, hey, it's all right. There's something wrong. <laughs> this guy's good. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. guy coming in. Yeah, so fixed close. It. So yeah. close for the full detoxing of mm. price, but no, back on the meds. Did it seem like it was 24 hours? I feel like no. it was... No. That no. felt like maybe eight. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Yeah, he had his shirt untucked. It was probably eight. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, but then he goes right back and he gets on those meds. And then he has a conversation with Olivia, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, she goes in there. Already Price has the specimen, the Upir infected specimen in there, mm. it displayed. Gosh, <laughs> he's he crazy. loves it. He's, he's, he loves he's it. He's crazy. He's fascinated by it, too, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Right? And he, he pretty much tells her everything. Like, he was the knowledge base that she needed to advance her storyline more. And she knows that she's infected now. Mm. And she can't... She's, she's like, going desperate, right? She's, like, trying to make a deal with the devil with Price, right? Like, mm-hmm. do I need chemo? Do I need radiation? I'll do it. You know, I'll do anything. And she ends up just being shot down at every chance. And he's just like, you know what? You're... You're, there's no treatment that I know of, and you're gonna die in a month, probably. Yeah. It felt very condescending. Like he really didn't care. It's like, eh, it's it's science. There, there's no turning back from it. That's right. Yeah, mm. and he just he cares more about his meds and probably Shelley than anything else yeah. in this Definitely. whole show. Yeah. Oh man. Um. But speaking of Shelley, let's go ahead and talk about her. She had a little bit of a storyline going on. Uh, she is helping out people inside Rooster Poot. <laughs> that name, Mr. Poot. <laughs> so, uh, what do you guys think about her doing all this? And she's she's obviously proving that she's useful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's developing into becoming more like confident in herself. There, like I see, I see her like just becoming more comfortable, wandering around with all of these other people, and not like hiding in a corner. You know, she's sitting out, she's reading her book, and she's you know, people are coming up and saying things to her that she doesn't like, and she steps up to them. I mean, my favorite thing... I think my favorite line in this episode was, this eye doesn't close. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. That was really good as Shelly, but also I didn't want her turning dark in a way. Granny was to get rid of the, the mean guy who mm-hmm. was making fun of her. But I was like, Shelly, you're so much good. You're more good than that. And he's like, don't stoop to his level. Mm. Just to scare him. Uh, she has to protect herself. and It's really like, yeah. uh, that's where she's experiencing life outside of the house for the first time. And uh, she's not so bad. She's just pre- yeah. protecting yeah. herself. Well, they made the guy so mean. He's so <laughs> mean. He couldn't be... Worst, right? Yeah. No, yeah, he was, he was really bad. He was calling, her, he was calling her a monster. Yeah. Saying, like, yeah, you did it. You killed that girl. And it's like, but You're the girl right, was a killer, too. You didn't know that, did you, old man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... You're uh, right. So uh, we end up having them... She, she's obviously growing her relationship with Ator. Um, he's he's her mentor. We know it now. And, and friend. And friend, yeah probably one of the closest friends she's ever actually had 
in her life. And I can see they're pushing, like, the story is pushing them together. They're being mm-hmm. pulled towards each other. Uh, she ends up taking him because he, he's working on something. He's making a little play area, right? Of, of playhouse. Theater, theater mm-hmm. playhouse, yeah. yeah. He's making a, a playhouse for all the residents of Rooster Poot. <laughs> I just love that name. <laughs> Fun name. Yeah. Um, and she's like, hey, I can help out. I know where we can get all kinds of lights. And they go over to Olivia's apartment, <laughs> right? So they yeah. just took, they pretty much ransack the place. They take everything. Ochoa's there. He gives Olivia the intel, says he slapped a GPS on the truck. So they'll find them later on, they'll right? Find but uh, she comes, Olivia comes into the house and, like, the place is just like, no, there's nothing left, really. Which is, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do feel bad for Olivia because now she has nothing. She's dying, and then no family members whatsoever. And now she has been materialistic items, there's nothing. So she literally has nothing left in her life. And she even said that, well, if I feed on Upiers, is that going to cure me? Right? <laughs> she's, she's getting to that point where she'll do anything. Yeah. Just for survival, yeah. yeah. But we know it's not going to work because her body's just going to keep degrading and degrading over and over as the months go by, and she will become uh, either she'll she'll either become overtaken by the virus or she'll be killed by somebody, right? Because mm. she'll, she'll become a true monster. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, was there anything else about Shelley Ator? I think it's interesting how both Shelley and Ator bonded over Emily Dickinson, the poetry. Why was that interesting? Well, it was just Emily Dickinson, really, really, you know, sad, morose type of genre, and especially in that romantic literature and whatnot. Suicidal and poet. Suicidal, and actually, what Shelley tried to do the 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 poem that Shelley uh, recited. Hope is the thing with feathers and perches. Just another bird reference. Oh yeah. And we've been talking about season one through season two. All these references to birds. Wasn't it a tour that recited it? Uh, that was actually a tour, but yes. there was a there was also they had a bunch of different poems. Oh, wow. But uh, the second one is like I tried to think of lonelier things than any I had seen, which I, I won't keep going. But the the poem is pretty much about mingling be- in death and mingling between light and dark. So it's like that's really dark. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's it's very fitting for like the closing of this chapter, the final chapter mm-hmm. in Hemlock Grove. Oh, man. So, was there anything else that we want to talk about? We talked about a lot in this episode. No? The rats. The rats. <laughs> the or, rats. Probably should my, they mention them again? My favorite moment of the episode. And oh. uh, Olivia's <laughs> like, uh, what's up with the rats? And Price is like, what's rats? <laughs> rats, he's freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> he's freaking out. What rats? <laughs> that was great. And you know what? They brought up porn two times in the episode yeah. with the rats. He's like, you're rat porn. That's on, <laughs> the, porn. on your computer. <laughs> and then they talked about porn again when the crow rats were like doing his little like death dance around Undress, right? <laughs> he's like, lab rats, that's what they're for. What? <laughs> yeah. oh, so good. Great episode. Though. Yeah, it was a great episode. It. Camille, your thoughts? Was this your favorite episode of the it's season? Ma- it may be one of the my favorite. Yeah, it's really it's hot and it's, uh, hot. Yeah. it's rich and uh, yeah, I really liked it. Well, I enjoyed the show and I I really fell in love with the show when I watched it. I I, f- I feel very lucky that I I got this uh, um, this opportunity to work on a show I like so much because it's so creative. It's so. I mean, I, lo- I love it, and I love the the writers, and yeah, it's uh, it's not so square. It's re- it's really creative, and 
and visually it's beautiful and I, I loved it. Were you a fan mm -hmm. of the show before you got cast? No, because I didn't know about the show, mm -hmm. so I started to watch it when I first had to videotape myself. I got scared at first, I have to admit. On the first episode of the first season, when I saw the the baby with the ivy, I was like, oh, oh my God, I, I turned it off and I went to bed. I was like, I don't know if I can go on this casting, if I can do this. It's so dark. <laughs> yeah. And then I, what I, I continued watching it and I got used to it and yeah. I felt completely different mm -hmm. about it. And I and fell in love with it. Yeah, because that's how it is. Like things that are a little bit different at the beginning are always a little scary, and you have to like decide to go forward. Or yeah, not. I didn't know where we would go if mm -hmm. it would keep. If there was something about this uh, baby as well, if it would, it would go extremely creepy and mm -hmm. maybe too much, and actually it doesn't. So that it was not just bad image, and that's it. Yeah. Oh um, no, I really loved it. Yeah, yeah. they do a great job. Yes. Yeah. What was the filming format like for shooting? A show such as Netflix, because we know in the first and second season they had a lot of the episodes already written up. But then, you know, with the with the creative aspect that they can always go back and fix episodes at a time. Mm -hmm. Did you film one episode at a time? Was it in that standard format? Of oh yes, script, we did. But, uh, uh, but but of course, we had a little bit, not so many, but some reshoots. We had we had things that we were able to to shoot again because we didn't get exactly what we wanted. Uh, it was actually regarding from for me. It was regarding second episode with uh, at the crem crematorium. Attends, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, le, uh, when they take care of dead people. Yeah, the, the yeah the morgue. The morgue. No, the morgue. Yeah, yeah. the morgue. Yeah, mm -hmm. and they call it something else. Okay, uh, but crematorium makes sense. Crematorium. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and there's so much action over there. We had to reshoot things. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And sometimes some little things here and there. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. really it's good. It's it's good for them. Have there been any like key scenes that you guys shot that you loved that didn't make it in the show? That you remembered, you're like, oh, this moment didn't make it. Um, no, I don't remember. No? All right, oh. then that's good. They make good choices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they yeah. did. Indeed. Yeah. Exactly. Tell yeah. us about how you got into the entertainment business and just like it, it seemed like when I was doing some research on you 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 were someone recognized you like a designer from Lancome no. or like no. where, where is that uh, someone, some designer recognized you or like well, recognized really your to, talent in to the make street. the shift from the moment where I was still at school and when things started to happen to me yeah, I, I was uh, uh, in Paris and uh, there was Jean-Paul Gaultier uh, shooting uh, sh shooting pictures for I don't know what I never I don't know actually and he saw me and he said, oh, you should be a model. You should come to my to my show next year. You should do it. And he gave me the phone number of his uh, um, the place where he works uh, and made a, a drawing on a piece of paper. I think I have it. I still have it somewhere in Paris. And uh, yeah, and I did his first show and I was petrified. And I went to an agency and so and so and so. And then I started to do TV. I, I did commercials and video clips and I met an agent. And so I went through it this and uh, it was a soft way to express myself to to be a, a model you express yourself a little bit but you keep everything that's inside of you for yourself uh to be an actress is really something different you give almost everything yeah <laughs> oh, for yeah. sure yeah it seems like it um yeah what are some like important lessons like you you've learned from working with the cast of hemlock grove like who did you learn from the most and and what did you learn Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'll have to think about that. Um, 
Well, I worked a lot with with Bill, and Bill is really in it, and it's his blood. Yeah, he's like if he was born on set, maybe. So he's extremely professional. He understands very well the technique and and um, and many things that could be that. Right, because um, he's a, a legacy performer. Like yeah. all of his family is mm-hmm. like industry, so he really like. But you can sen- you can feel it. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I could have learned from Dio uh, the way she she's more relaxed on set that I could be at the beginning of a show. Well, it was my first season, so it was a bit different. Um, I could have learned things like that. Um, yeah, the way they do things, or like London is very uh, is creative and. It, or, or Bill are really uh, between scenes they're really having fun or sometimes they need to be focused really focused because of some other reasons but they can read a book and uh, or do whatever and uh, go back in character like that on action yeah oh and so uh, out of everything we've seen so far is there a favorite scene or favorite episode of yours that we've seen or we haven't seen yet mm-hmm. that you could tease um, <laughs> I'm not doing a, approaching the end of the season I'm not doing exactly things that I personally would have liked Annie to do they needed her at Ooh. some specific moment to do specific things that are important for the, 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 the story to happen actually uh, and yes it's pretty <laughs> intense at the end of the show at the last episode you should keep watching it's crazy (laughs) it's definitely hard every week for us to like not watch the rest of the season because we're trying to do them one at a time Mm -hmm. no you can't expect anything it's crazy she's like no promises (laughs) Annie's a very complex character she Mm -hmm. she holds a lot in like she said this episode she's really good at keeping secrets Mm -hmm. would you say that you're kind of a parallel to her in in terms of that yeah I'm really like the best uh secret keeper I've ever met uh, yes I'm a, I have things in common with her I'm very uh, extremely spiritual but I'm not into religion um, um, I have a lot of compassion I've been a vegetarian for three years just because of the non-killing thing with animals it's basically exactly what she does but she's a new peer uh, we have things in common but we're not the same uh, as I said I don't really agree about uh, the choices she makes at the end of the show but yeah, but she means she means well. She mm-hmm. really means well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a very heavy character. She has nothing to lose, and she 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 needs light. She wants light, and she may find it. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm so excited! I can't wow. wait to see. Con- I'll consider myself really teased. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and uh, wrap up with our predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. <laughs> Ooh. Well, All right. I need a second. I need a second. Let's start with Marissa. She's I, got something. I've been really good with predictions because I thought Andreas was going to die, and he did. And I thought um, you were, that Annie was brother to Roman and mm-hmm. daughter to Olivia, and you were. So, I. Like, I don't want to say this, but I feel like maybe Annie doesn't have a positive outcome, which was really, really sad. I was like, I I don't know how well this story could pan out, because it's already so... It's already so messed up from the beginning. I don't know how it can have a positive outcome. 
I don't want to say you want to. Yeah. You're gonna die, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to say it because you're right here. I can only see tragedy as well. I see Camille, who's just <laughs> like, zenning no, right no. now, trying to keep blank, a straight face. Uh, yeah, poker face, blank poker face. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's like with my like my <laughs> all my predictions kind of went like like this because I was like everything that you had just said. I was like, oh no, that's like so much information. So like, okay, we'll predict something about a different character. Um, no, Shelly's just gonna keep coming into her own. Like, as we see this, but I think she's still, like, you want her to keep her light. Like, I think she's still going to be light. It's just her learning to use, like, verbal protection because she could be, she is physically, yeah, she is physically bigger than people and could physically protect herself, but it's going to be her just being, like, self aware and utilizing that to her benefit more and more. Hmm. Well, I have one regarding Shelly as well. Olivia will find a tour at some point. We know that Achoa slapped that GPS tracker on the truck, right? Mm-hmm. And with Olivia the way she is right now, she's she she obviously is very frustrated. She 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 wants to find Shelly again. She wants to get her back in the house. Um, I and she's turning infected Upir zombie Upir status. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, she is going to go after. Uh, them and then Ator's going to get in the way, and I feel like she's going to kill Ator, and that's yeah. what's going to drive Shelly to kill Olivia. And we've been predicting this the whole season. Oh, that yeah. we feel I like Shelly has to be the one to kill Olivia. Yeah, that yeah. that makes sense. I also think because we saw Price doing the um, you know microscopic uh, checking into the the microscope. That he realizes that Spivak's genetic makeup is reptilian. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's getting closer. Uh, amphibian. Yeah, amphibian, amphibian. He's getting closer and closer to realizing who Spivak is. I th- think Spivak's gonna find out and kill Price. Oh Ooh. no! I did. I did love when he found the the little, the small. Was it the microfilm or whatever it was called? Yeah. And he was like, they just made the word small and thought nobody would figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> like, yeah, they really did. That they was really did. so cool. Yeah. actually. And then my other prediction is with uh, Peter and Destiny. Like Destiny is definitely going to blame Peter for, it, and yeah. it's going to kill their mm-hmm. relationship. Like she's going to straight up blame him. Like you got him killed, yeah. and oh, even though he, he did, but it's going to like hurt them. I really don't feel like she would blame him. I feel like she would support Peter in his actions because he knows, like he knew what was happening behind the scenes. He, what do you think he's going to tell about? Andreas, or he's just going to leave out the whole cheating thing. I think Destiny knows because we, mm-hmm. when Andreas was shot, she had that feeling. Then she knew something was up. Yeah, so, and I think right. Destiny's just smart that she's going to put two and two together. Realize Andreas is dead. Go ask Peter, but because they're so close in family, I don't think Destiny would cut that yeah. tie completely. I feel like Destiny's a go with the flow kind of character, and she's really like in touch with the world, right? We've seen her do like have so many premonitions. She probably knew this was coming and she was just preparing herself for it and she was just going with it because she wanted to be happy too. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I, I don't feel like she's gonna like a heartbreak either. though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sad. Yikes. Well she is on uh <laughs> the screenshot for the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. But uh well, let's uh, let's go ahead and it sounds like we're going to wrap it up now. <laughs> All right. Um, so where can we find everybody on social media? Uh, again, guys, I'm Mary Lou Mandel. You can find me on all social media at Mary Lou Mandel, M-A-R-I-E-L-O-U-M-A-N-D-L. And you can follow me on Twitter at Serafini TV. Uh, me. Camille. Uh, Camille Depadzi uh, uh, on Twitter. 
and Instagram. Yes. Okay, all right, very good. Thank you so much, Camille. Yeah, for, for thank joining you. us. Thank you very much. We had for having s- yeah, you're such awesome. a great conversation with yes. you, <laughs> and we hope you know for like may- maybe shows in the future that uh-huh. you happen to be on. Yes. Then we'll invite you back, and you can yes. have another convo with us. Yeah, I'll, I'll come. Back. Okay, great. And <laughs> thank you, you so much. Thank you. Uh, And you guys can find me at Sean Austin O on Twitter and Instagram. And be sure to check out my book on the iBookstore, City of Angels and Discontent. And be sure to rate and comment on it to let me know what you guys think. Thanks so much, guys, and we'll talk to you next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.